When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jason Fitz hanging out with sufficiently average feet Harry. Nine and a half is America's, by the way, the most common shoe size in America is nine and a half. So look at that. You, you don't have tiny feet. I mean, maybe for an NFL wide receiver, but Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, I, I, like, we got the same size feet. I don't know how you feel about that, but like, it means my shoe collection just grew. Can I, don't, I, get, you, can I get you hand-me-downs? I'm just out here openly showing. Well, I, I give away shoes like all the time, but oh. I, I give them away to people who like you know can utilize them and need them fits because I have a lot of time. I, I will buy a lot of shoes, um, and sometimes I won't wear them. Yeah. But I, now you're the you're, you're just in the free, equation. You, you get free shoes all the time. Like you got a free shoe deal with somebody, right? You're no, Harry Douglas. I, actually, I don't. You're Harry Dang Douglas. You don't have a. Free That's something shoe? we're petitioning for for our show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoe oh, company. Yeah. They look, look. Decide hey, they want to sponsor us. Yeah. It, it's you, in Harry. It's in Harry, noon to three. Oh, uh, ears, man. Monday through Friday. ESPN and I am Radio. a shoe fanatic. I am really a shoe fanatic. I, I I hate getting on airplanes and I see someone with a nice outfit, but the shoe's dirty as hell. Mm. Oh, it just blows my mind. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Everything is. Are you carrying, oh, like, your shoes in? Uh, do you, like, carry your shoes in a little baggie and then change your, change your shoes out? Or are we, we, like, one pair of shoes for the day? Like, after the show, HD's going to go back to the hotel. You, you got I'm putting pair? on my J's. I'm putting on my Jordans. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. how, how many bags did it take you to pack for New York? Did you have one for your <laughs> shoes? Like, I, I this have is, one this bag. Is riveting to me. But I have six pairs of shoes in my bag. Six pairs of and shoes. And I leave. I go back home tomorrow. Oh, my what? God. What? What what are we doing? Uh, you know that's you got I, a friend in me. Okay, uh, that, that's uh, you know uh, the best uh, the best uh, you got a friend in me. I've heard all day. <laughs> Tarzan still trash. Uh, you can at me at Jason Fitz uh, at H Douglas eighty three to get to us on Twitter. Also, uh, like a bad gift. Who's the athlete, coach, GM, anything from your team that you wish you could just exchange? You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I think I speak for all Raiders fans when I say Jamarcus Russell is the easiest name on that list. For somebody you just wish you could go back in time and be like, nah, we're good. We don't, we don't, we don't need any of that. Uh, all right, let's go from the, the mountain of suck to the mountain of good. Who in your mind, HD, is the most dangerous team in the, actually, you know what? I'm going to go first. We've been talking about the AFC. We've been talking about the Chargers making the playoffs. Chargers, who I predicted, would go to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I don't want you to think that our new show is going to be one-sided. Well, I always got to go first. Yeah, well, you, you, you can ta- go first. It's not about who goes first. It's about you who's take, right. It's you, take the, you take the initiative and you know go what? first this time. Look, the most dangerous team in the AFC is With clear. small-ass foot. It, it, look, my, my sufficiently average feet. <laughs> you know, plant them in your way. Uh, all right, so uh, I, this is super easy for me. The Chiefs are the most dangerous team in the NFL, okay. in, in the AFC. It's not even close. Like, if there's one team that you're sitting there and, and is any fan, and I always, I don't hide the fact that I'm speaking the voice of the fan here, right? So, like, as a fan, if you go to bed on Saturday night before the AFC championship game and you are facing the Kansas City Chiefs, you ain't sleeping. 
Like, you know the next day that Patrick Mahomes is going to do something he shouldn't do, that there's going to be a play that's absolutely fixed. You know even with 11 seconds, your lead isn't safe. The most dangerous team in the NFL, I think, is the Kansas City Chiefs because they can beat you anywhere, anytime, anyhow, anyway, with super athleticism. Like, we're talking about the Chiefs like they're having some sort of a weird year this year because we've just normalized greatness. The Chiefs are LeBron in this situation. They are absolutely kings of the mountain in the AFC, and they deserve that title. They are the most dangerous in the, in well, the conference. Well, I'm, I'm not going to argue that, the, that you picked the Kansas City Chiefs. You're damn right you're not going to But um, I like the phrase that you use. If you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes the night before, you're par- you probably aren't sleeping. Unless you're Joe Grapefruit Burrow. Oh, man. Who doesn't give a damn about no Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, what's the temperature outside, or anything. He doesn't care about any of that. And you want to know how I know why? You want to know why? Why I know this? Because the last three times that they have played, Joe Burrow happens to be 3-0 and versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Jamar Chase doesn't care nothing about the Kansas City Chiefs. T. Higgins doesn't care anything about the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyler Boyd doesn't. P. Ryan doesn't. That new revamp offensive line doesn't. Joe Mixon doesn't. The head coach, Zach Taylor, doesn't. You want to know why? You want to know why, Fitz? Can I tell you why? Tell me why. Because they had Joe Grapefruit Burrow as their quarterback. That's why. Okay, you ain't wrong. That The Bengals are, are certainly frightening. And when you address him, you address him as Joe Grapefruit Burrow because that's how he's walking around because he's 3-0 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. You talked about the AFC Championship game and going to sleep the night before. Guess what Joe Burrow did last year? Guess what old Joe did? I'm going to call him old Joe. Guess what old Joe did last year? Uh, well, and, and, oh. Wait till, I ain't done. I ain't want you to guess. Okay, Hypothetically. Okay, I, ain't okay, want you, I ain't want you to guess. I ain't want you to guess. We were church guessing. Guess, guess what old Joe did last year? Mm-hmm. Went into Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that. Hitting all that noise. Hitting all that racket. It's cold. Guess what he did? Got a trip to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you a question. Got a trip Harry. to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you a question here. Talking Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Let me ask you a question. Talk to me. Let's just say, right now, mm-hmm. you, you were the head coach of, uh, of, of, of any team in the place. I don't like where this is going. And you're sitting there, and, <laughs> and you're, 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 you're trying to figure out who. Actually, let's do it this way. Harry Douglas, you gotta, you got to bet the, Harry Douglas, the state of, of Harry Douglas, because it's no longer a mansion. It's no longer a compound. <laughs> it's the entire state. You guys used to know it as Georgia. It's now called Douglasville. So you got to, to bet the entire state actually, of Douglasville. Actually, my wife is from, Douglasville. Yeah, you, you, all right. You're betting the whole state. Yep. Everything. Every every dollar that you've ever made getting hit over the middle, you're betting all of it. And you got to bet all of it on the Bengals or the Chiefs. Who are you betting it on? Give me Cincinnati. Oh, oh, give me. Especially give me, if they already plan each other. Give me Cincinnati. Other. Give Neutral me Cincinnati. Field. Neutral field. You give me Cincinnati. You want to know why? Yeah, yes. Because I know the defensive coordinator. Because I know the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnuolo, is going to put his defensive backs in a situation to where they get torched one-on-one versus the skill position players and wide receivers of the Cincinnati Bengals. But there's no Collins now. Collins is out for the years. He's hurt for, for the Bengals. So their offensive line takes a hit. And we watched last year, the Titans and the Raiders both got 50,000 hits on, on Joe Burrow, right? Dang, so you, like, You know yeah. what? Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, oh, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Oh, he brought up a great that, point, that, that, but guess you know? what? 
even with the depleted offensive line last year, they still beat those teams. Oh, man, no. They still beat those teams. Like, and here's the thing. You are so right because Grapefruit Sparrow, as we're going to call him on this show, uh, the Grapefruit Farmer grapefruit is Burr. like, I don't even know how you get grapefruits. Like, but, but yeah, he's, he's, he's got a whole, a whole. Have a vasectomy. He, it's a great way to get him. It's a great way. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't move past that fast enough for all of America. I'm just saying, like, last year, we all kept watching Joe Burrow, and I use this analogy a lot, but, like, if you grew up my age watching wrestling in the 80s, remember, like, Hulk Hogan was always getting his butt kicked, yep. and, like, you'd be in the sleeper hold, and they'd hold the arm up, and the arm falls down. It's one. Hold the arm up. The arm falls down. It's two. Hold the arm up. Arm's about to fall, and he starts raising it because you can't stop Hulk Hogan. That's what Joe Burrow did all year last year, and I kept watching my guy get murdered, and then he'd, like, like Michael Meyer, Myers, it was, like, Halloween one. He gets murdered for, by Max Crosby, and it pops up, like, the dead Michael Myers. He's like, nope, I got more. But look, and then he gets murdered again, pops up. Like, I just don't know that, like, I trust that that can constantly be uh, can, can constantly happen and, and be trusted, right? That versus Mahomes, who I think has the just the infrastructure around Mahomes, plus the ability to just run around and wait until Kelsey gets open. Now, I will say this because we got to give the Buffalo Bills some love. <laughs> Bills Mafia up there. Listen, I, I went to Monday Night Football up there. I've, I've hung out a couple times, and it's been cold as hell. But Bills Mafia, they show up and show out. And we can't ignore the simple fact that Josh Allen – and I love the mindset of offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey having a weather game plan and also a non-factor weather game plan. And what that weather game plan allowed the Buffalo Bills to do this past weekend versus the Chicago Bears, also the Chicago Bears, they aren't good at stopping the run, but they ran for 254 yards and three touchdowns. That's big to me because I think the Buffalo Bills need to start um, having the mindset of not being one-dimensional and being so pass-happy. And it also allows you to take some pressure off of their quarterback, Josh Allen, to the sense that he doesn't have to think he has to do everything and be Superman all the time when your run game is effective. So shout-out to Ken Dorsey. They had 31 rushes for 254 yards and three touchdowns, average 8.2 yards per carry. If this can carry over, and I know it's hard to just, you know, just try to make someone a run football team um, at the tail end of the football season. But when you get into these bad weather games and we see how it's multiple inches and feet of snow in Buffalo right now, and if you have home field advantage and you're playing home uh, playoff games, you're not going to be able to just throw the football around all the time. We've seen that last year against the New England Patriots at the game that they had, and they had to run the football more. I think what scares me about Buffalo, and I, I, I was so dug in all year. I've been dug in on, like, nope, it's the Bills, nope, it's the Bills, nope, it's the Bills. And then over the last month, you're just watching the Bills a little sloppier on the defensive side of the ball. You're watching the Bills miss some tackles. The, the loss of Von Miller, everybody's talked about. Nothing has looked easy for Buffalo over the last month. And that's what concerns me. Like, on the one end, you could say, hey, they're getting these gritty wins somehow, some way, right? Yeah. But nothing has looked easy. And I love, and, and to the Bengals' point, like, you know, when I was first thinking about this question, I was like, oh, it's Cincinnati. And then I realized that, like, there isn't a quarterback in the NFL that scares me more than Patrick Mahomes, as good as Joe Burrow has been so far. Maybe that's the fact that How I'm, are you supposed to address Joe Burrow? I, 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 sorry, Mr. Grapefruits. Uh, there you go. Like, so does, <laughs> does Mahomes have a nickname like Grapefruits? I, I don't know. But there, there's nobody that Mr. scares Mr. Spectacular? Me. Mr. Spectacular scares me more than Mr. Grapefruits does. But I, I, I can hear both sides of that argument. Buffalo has all the, the, the right things. It just hasn't looked easy. And when we get into December football, 
I just want teams that are out there sort of saying, this is what we do, this is how we do it, you can't stop us, and we make it look easy. That, yeah. That's why Philly has been so impressive up until Sunday against the, the Cowboys or you know whenever that game, like the weekend gets lost. But like that's why I think some of that has been so impressive. I want teams that make it look easy. The Chiefs and the Bengals right now are essentially walking out saying, we're going to do what we want to do it, how we want to do it, and you ain't going to stop us. Well, the thing about it, like when you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, if you're saying, you know what, we're going to key in on Jamar Chase, that's fine. We got T. Higgins. If you want to take those two guys away, that's fine. We have Tyler Boyd. If you want to take all three of those guys away and play cover two and play a two-high shell, it's fine. We have P. Ryan and we have Joe Mixon. We'll just rush the football with the new revamped offensive line. So I just like it. But then you talk about the defensive side of the ball for Cincinnati. They're – there's no slouch there. The defense have, especially the yeah, last five or six right. games, like, have, have come up that, huge. You, you were talking me into it because, man, that defense, the defense for the Bengals is better than the defense for the Chiefs. There is no doubt about it. I, I think about the matchup nightmare that Kelsey prevents, presents to everybody. and then but, the Kelsey, fact- but Kelsey go get his. I, I don't care who, who Kelsey's playing against. He's yeah. going to be if, – if Kelsey stays healthy and doesn't get hurt, he's going to get his. And you can kind of live with that as long as you're not giving up you know, three or four touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. He can get as many yardage as he as he wants. Why do you got to throw that out there? Do you, like it's too, it's a little soon. The last time the Raiders played the Chiefs, I believe Kelsey had like four catches for eight yards, and they were all touchdowns. Thanks, yeah. thanks uh, for doing that to me. Yep, that's really all he had to Self-scouting, say. Self scouting. Um. Oh, okay. You know, know what? what? I'm done with this. Was guy. derailed. You know what? <laughs> I, I, that, that's it. I'm out. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com/careers and apply online today. It's real or not real on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Sneak peek. To Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd on ESPN Radio from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Real or not real, I'm, and we're going to do something here. All right, you ready for this, HD? That's we're going to take some teams that are right on the cusp of the playoffs. All right? We're going we're to take some teams that are right on the edge of the playoffs uh, for the most part. There's one exception on this list. And we're going to ask ourselves the question, not are they a playoff team. Like It's different than that because the playoff, being in the playoffs, doesn't necessarily mean you're good. Right, Correct. So I keep looking at some of these teams that we're talking about as possible playoff teams, and instead of asking if they're a playoff team, because the, the stats will figure that out, I want to ask you, real or not real? You, you feel good about this? Let's do this. All right, so let's start with the team that we've been talking about, Miami Dolphins. Do you think the Dolphins are real or not real? Because uh, like, no matter who their quarterback is, to me, right now they have so much talent, they should be on the real list. The thing is, they're real if their quarterback is healthy and their quarterback is playing. Um, no I love for Teddy B? No, I love Teddy B. Louisville product from, you know, Liberty City, also where my, 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 where my mother is from. But, you know, you drafted Tua in the first round for a reason. Yeah. Right? You, you Mike McDaniel tailored things to fit Tua's offensive skill set for a reason. He instilled confidence in Tua for a reason. Tyreek Hill talked him up for a reason. You know what I mean? So, I just think it's, it's going to be a dif- difference. And we've already seen when Tua hasn't played this year – Things offensively went downhill for the Miami Dolphins. So if Tua is not their quarterback, I don't think it's real. Yeah, it's really interesting to me because 
I believe in Mike McDaniel, the coach. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, real or not real when we get into playoffs is going to be about that coach. Like watching Miami is a delight when you watch everything they do pre-snap. Like the, move, the movement, the motion, like all the eye candy that's going on. It's just really – there's so much good work on scheming guys open. Like we have this concept that it's just two really good wide receivers finding their way open. I think much like we say that about the Chiefs, we're saying about that about the Dolphins. I think there's coaching that gets a lot of credit there. So I think that Mike McDaniel can find a way to keep them afloat until they get two a back. I'll call them real for Here's that. Here's the funny thing. If the Buffalo Bills had some of that creativity, mm. you think, think about how dangerous they can be. You're you're not wrong, like, and and that's where coaching makes a bigger difference than than yep. you know. I, I I find myself the more I do this and the more I hang out with guys like you and the more I talk to guys that played in the league, the harder I am on coaching. Like, I, the the line between a good player and a great player is one percent. The line between a good coach and a, and a bad coach is is huge. And there's a lot of coaches out there that aren't maximizing their players. All right, real or not real, the New York Football Giants. What do you think? This is a tough one because I was very impressed with them in their win over the Washington Commanders and how they defense played and also, you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And I was even impressed with Daniel Jones this weekend versus the Minnesota Vikings. But if we're just talking about from a playoff standpoint and can this team contend, I don't think they're real. I agree with you because I don't love when it comes to playoff football. I don't love one-dimensional teams. And same thing I've said with you a few times talking yep. about the Titans, right? Like, the Titans do one – now without – I mean, Tannehill may not be a world beater, but with no Tannehill, like, they got nothing, right? So, like, the Titans are a one, one-trick one pony at this point. I don't believe that a one-trick pony can usually find their way in. There's exceptions to the rule, but, yeah, I'm out on the Giants being real. Uh, but I also think that the Giants – two for New York fans, I would say this. The foundation coaching-wise is there – for what they've yep. done with this roster, my God, when the Giants have the capability to rebuild who they're going to rebuild, how they're going to rebuild, I think the Giants can be and special. And I, I love how Kayvon Thibodeau has have come. Oh, uh, oh beast. The, 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 the later um, tail end of the football season, how he's becoming more of a force. And sometimes it may take some games for, for guys to get acclimated to the NFL season. You know, it's different from the college season. It's longer. And then you're playing up here in New York in the windy, cold state and – and stadium in New York media is different than, you know, media any any other place. So uh, I'm, v- I'm very impressed with Kayvon Thibodeau, how he's been able to perform uh, this season. Yeah, pass rushers, I think, take a minute. We, like, we just got to remind ourselves that whether, uh, using my fandom, whether it's Khalil Mack or Max Crosby, uh, you think about great pass rushers, sometimes it takes a year for them to kick in. What about the Lions? Lions next up on real or not real. They can score on anybody, but they can get scored on by your mama. Well, I think... Them losing to the Carolina Panthers this weekend was it's – it's an uphill battle now for them to make the playoffs, and a lot of things have to happen. Um, but they still have, a, I think, a small percentage chance of being able to get in. I just think seeing how physically they got whooped by the Carolina Panthers, I'm now going to drop them to not being real. I don't think there's been a worse loss this season in the NFL than what the Lions allowed to have happen to them, uh, to the Panthers. Yep. The way it looked, what was on the line – that was a gross loss by the Lions. So I put them in the not real category for this year. But the fact that the Lions are sitting at seven and eight and have a real chance to, they're still in the playoff hunt. They have a chance, frankly, to put themselves in, but also. But still got to go to Green Bay. Right, right. So the Lions are going to have to, now the, 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 the lift is big. 
but uh, I don't think they're for real. Uh, but again, the building blocks are there. Like if I'm a Lions fan, I'm really excited about where this team is headed, especially knowing that they're sitting there with the Rams pick in the first round of the draft. Like the Lions are going to be in a really interesting situation where I think they're going to be able to get one of the two best defensive players in this draft for a team that needs defensive help. Next year, they're going to be much better. Bro, I also think it's crazy how like just a week ago we were saying how, you know, this is one of the teams that no one wants to play in the National Football League. But after seeing them get thumped and out physical by the Carolina Panthers, everything just drastically changed like a week later. So anyone in the NFC South, like anybody, the, the Bucks, the Panthers, any of them for any of them real? Well, uh, I, I don't. The Bucks, I think you can you can say them a tiny bit just because they still have that Super Bowl pedigree and still have a lot of carryover of guys on the roster, and then they still have Tom Brady, but they haven't played good at all this season. And the Carolina Panthers, I'm actually picking the Carolina Panthers to win that game this weekend. So I look at them and their run game and Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard and Sam Darnold did a great job this weekend not turning the football over and actually protecting it. But you look at those young phenoms that they have on the defensive side of the ball from the secondary to the line uh, to the defensive line. But then you also look at a head coach in Steve Wilkes who's been able to rally the troops and make sure the organization didn't go far into the dumps after getting rid of their head coach their star player, Christian McCaffrey, and also their star receiver, Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore has been phenomenal for them since actually being drafted to the Carolina Panthers, and I just think this team can actually make some noise if they get into the playoffs. Uh, the funny thing is I don't think any of these teams are real, and and by the way, the Bucks are just awful. Let's just Small start. noise, not, uh, not no crazy noise. Like the interesting noise. thing about the Panthers is we thought they were going into full tank mode when they got rid of all their, their, yeah. their stars, and Steve Wilkes, all he's done is gone out and said, hey, I still deserve a shot as a head coach in the NFL. Like, it's interesting. When they get into interviewing time, he's ma- he's managed to bring a bunch of guys together that had nothing to play for, and he's kept them playing this hard into the conversation. I think that's uh, – See, that, that's why I didn't think they were going to go in tank mode because you, have a, you had a guy in Steve Wilkes who's a minor, minority coach who was with the Arizona Cardinals, got fired in year one, and then you see what Cliff Kingsbury is doing. So in his mind – it's not, you know what, let's go in the dumps, let's see what draft pick we can get. Oh, no. It's, this, no. Is, this is my audition, you know, to get another yeah. opportunity to be the head coach of the National Football League. Yeah, and then you're sitting there and you're like, wait, imagine walking in, you're like, I got my second chance, I'm going to show the way. Wait, we traded Christian McCaffrey? Okay. Yes. Like, it's, it's amazing. It feels like they were taking cards away from him the whole time, and he's still playing better poker than most. Yep. So, you know, the organization may have had a concept and on he, tanking. And he was he phenomenal didn't. for that organization prior to going to Arizona, right? He's yeah. been embedded in that organization for a very long time. All right, we're going to break down some more real or nor real as the show goes on. I just made that executive decision. But we also <laughs> got to figure out who's more more at fault this season in Denver. Who is the person that takes the blame for the way this season has gone? We'll answer that question next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with my guy, Harry Douglas. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hang out with us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. A reminder, a shameless plug, if you will. Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas and I will be hanging out with you every single weekday from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. So if you've liked what you've heard here, we hope you will hang out with us in the afternoons. If you haven't, this has been Gary Streisky and Randy Scott on SportsCenter. Well, hold on. Wait a, wait a second, no? Fitz. Oh. Um, I don't think I heard you correctly. My IFB was... When is the show again? January 3rd. What time? Noon to 3. That's all I got. Sounds okay. good to me. That's all I got. Where, uh, can, where can they hear it and see it? ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, uh, and you can check out... Uh, you can stream us in the app. We're too pretty not to be on TV. We're building. No, we're... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get some insight on what's going on in Denver from somebody that knows the team and the city incredibly well. Chad Brown, former All-Pro linebacker, host of Chad and Nate on 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Uh, Chad, uh, were you surprised by the timing at all of the firing of Hackett? Uh, first off, congratulations to you guys for the show. Uh, big tip of the cap to you guys. Well-deserved. Thank you. Um, no, to answer your question, I was not surprised. I, I was actually more surprised it's taken as long as it has. That's how bad the tenure of Nathaniel Hackett has been here in Denver. Mistakes from the very beginning uh, all the way through the end. Things never got better. So it was inevitable this was going to happen. Uh, again, for me, it was more of a surprise that it took as long as it did. Chad, I got to ask you, man, and this is the big question, you know, a lot of people want to know, who deserves most of the blame for the season that the Denver Broncos have had, especially from an offensive standpoint? Do you lean more towards Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach, or, or do you go towards Russell Wilson, the starting quarterback? I actually go with Coach Hackett. Russell Wilson certainly de- uh, deserves a ton of blame. There's no doubt about that. Those guys were never on the same page. But for Coach Hackett, some of the the ego and, and hubris that made him think that he somehow knew better than other more established coaches in the league. When you don't play any of your starters at all in the preseason, but Andy Reid is playing Patrick Mahomes, you're saying, I know better than Andy Reid. When you don't have your defense tackle at all during training camp, but Mike Tomlin does with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're saying, well, I know better than Mike Tomlin. So for a first-time head coach to make these mistakes at such a foundational part of the season, like training camp, uh, when, when you don't play your starters, when you when you do those kinds of things, you really don't give your team much chance for success. If you were 
a coach who had an experienced football team and you guys were five years uh, together, then I can see making some decisions like that where you decide, I don't want to get my guys banged up during training camp. But your very first year, when you don't have a sense of what your team is, when you and your quarterback are not on the same page as far as the offense, how is it possible that you guys are going to achieve anything during training camp when you don't put the required work in? So, Chad, as you speak to that, it makes me think about Hackett, but it also makes me think about the hiring process. Like, I believe every job in the NFL is desirable, right? And obviously, Denver, loaded pockets, rich ownership, talented roster, a quarterback that six months ago was supposed to be a superstar. How do they change the process in finding a head coach to do a better job than they did in hiring Hackett? Well, you bring up a great point because when you get hired as a coach, you walk into that GM's office and whoever is acting as ownership and you put your your big book on the table and you tell them all the things that you are going to be as a head coach, what style offense you're going to run, uh, what times are meals during training camp, how physical practices are. So all that was checked off, all those things I listed by George Payton, the GM. So at some point, some of this blame needs to go to George Payton to approve this plan of all the training camp stuff that I just went over. Um, so I think George Payton deserves some of the blame as well. I think he decided to let Coach Hackett run with this and probably would respond after the season. But unfortunately for Coach Hackett, he was never able to get the team to improve enough, I think, to warrant the possibility of a second year. Now with Greg Penner, the Walton Penner Group, now being the new owners of the Denver Broncos, uh, yes, if I were one of those guys from the Walton Penner Group, I would be looking at George Payton saying, hey, I'm going to be looking to you to help guide me through this process of hiring this new coach, but I cannot forget that you were the guy who hired this last guy who had all these plans that didn't meet to uh, you know any kind of level of success. Russell Wilson, uh, before this season, he was a 100% Hall of Fame uh, quarterback before you know all this was said and done. And I would say he's only completed 60% of his passes, threw for 3,000 yards, slightly over 3,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. His quarterback play this season in 2022, has that put a dent in his Hall of Fame legacy? I think it has, no doubt about that. We were all, uh, you know, doing in local radio in Denver talking about the gold jacket quarterback. Five years after he's done, he'll be wearing a, a gold jacket, and he'll continue that level of play here in Denver. I think folks had some doubt about Russell Wilson. I certainly was one of them. I did a coaching internship in Seattle. So I heard those guys in the locker room when they had conversations about Russell Wilson as far as him not being relatable and some of the shortcomings to his game. But there was no way I think anybody could have predicted how far and how fast he would have, has fallen as a guy who we, who we thought of as a gold jacket quarterback. The footwork, the timing with receivers, the inability to take what a defense has given him, the desire to try to make grand slams when the, when the defense is giving you a, a short check down. There are no grand slams in football. You win football games one play, one drive, one one series at a time. He was never able to kind of think that way as far as uh, his connection to the offense with Nathaniel Hackett. So his inability to do those things that we saw in Seattle, plus as an older quarterback, you know, let's face facts, Russell Wilson has lost more than a step. I believe he's lost about two steps, particularly with his ability to navigate the pocket. So the decline in physical skill, the desire to make plays when there were, were no real plays to be made, the lack of, of connection to the offense as far as taking what the defense was giving him with the play design led to the season that we saw with Russell Wilson. 
Follow him on Twitter, at ChadBrown94. Listen to him on 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Chad, always appreciate your time, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is a this is a crazy story. It's going to be another interesting offseason here in Denver. <laughs> that it absolutely <laughs> is. Thank you so much, Chad. And I, I want to go back to something, Harry, he just said that I think is really interesting. The hiring process. Because mm-hmm. he mentioned a book, and I've, I've talked to enough guys around the league that have been through this and uh, that will tell me about it. And, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, a coach doesn't just come in and say, hey, guys, here's what I'm thinking and get the job, right? Yep. Like an interview process can take days in some instances. And you walk in with a massive plan, a master plan of the, the existing roster, how you're going to use the existing roster, what you want to do to the existing roster, what your plan is going to be for offense, how you're going to run things on defense, the, even down to the coaches you intend to hire. Here's who here's my list of offensive coordinators. Here's my list of defensive coordinators. That's all part of the hiring process. So when you get it so wrong that a coach doesn't even make it through the first season as a head coach, my first eyeballs go to the people that said yes to that person in the hiring process because what I want to know now is why'd you get it so wrong and why are you going to get it right this time? If the same person is saying yes or no to the hire, you have very little guarantee they're going to get it right. Well, here's my issue with the whole situation. If you're going to decide to fire Nathaniel Hackett, why isn't the GM Patton in that situation too? Should be. You know what I mean? Like, and that's one of the things that me and, you know, Courtney uh, Corona was kind of touching on yesterday on Keyshawn J. Will and Max is that, okay, yeah, but somebody had to hire Nathaniel Hackett, who I didn't think was ready to become a head coach at that juncture in his coaching career. And that was the GM. And if the GM signed off on that, why is the GM getting a second chance? And not Nathaniel Hackett. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and what do you do? I thought it would have went hand-in-hand with one another. Uh, Well, and and And, maybe. And have a clean slate and start over. And and maybe it should. Like, maybe they're they're just getting started. Maybe they're going to do something about that after the season. But I never want to root for anybody to lose their job in life. But uh, to me, one thing we always. We're just talking reality. Right. And what do you do when your favorite football team, for example, is just bad at identifying coaching and front office talent? There are plenty of them out there. When you look at teams that perennially stink, we constantly say, well, it's the coach. it's the GM. It's the people identifying the players. What do you do when the billionaire that's sitting in the big luxury suite watching the game that owns the team is just bad at identifying talent? Now, this is new ownership for the Broncos, so we don't know that yet. Yep. But they need to look in the mirror at their process, and they need to say, hey, how do we make sure that this doesn't continue to happen? Because if it does, then all you're doing is looking at the definition of insanity. The definition of insanity might be debating Tarzan or Aladdin, because it's clear that Aladdin is a much better soundtrack. But it's been happening during every break. We'll chime in on it next plus a very important question for harry douglas that will impact the rest of december we'll do it next Keyshawn j will and max on espn radio jason fitz harry douglas in for the guys for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Perry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. <laughs> Look, this is, this, this is, this is a classic. for anyone that doesn't know what you're listening to, it's Let It Snow from Boys to Men from their Christmas record, but... One of the guys, like we've been arguing during every break because Pat, that works on the show uh, behind the scenes, earlier said Tarzan. Put Pat on the screen, please. Uh, they said uh, Pat said Tarzan this is, a, is special a banger. Moment for Pat. Yeah, didn't even know this song. I started singing "Let It Snow" by Boys and Men, and he was like, "What version of Let It Snow is that, Harry?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, that- hey, sound too. What version of Let It Snow is that, Harry? Oh man, can't can't not know one song of our. Terrible I mean, person. it's an iconic don't, song. Don't your fittest, Pat, it's Pat. an iconic. Be all in this film. Oh, crucify me because I don't yeah, know one geez, song. I mean. Oh, wait. Oh, th- have you ever heard of gaslighting? Because that's what you're doing right now, all right? You didn't know something. Now you're making us all feel bad, Pat. All that deflecting you're doing, Pat. Just you take guys it like all a man. yelled at me and said I was uncultured. Yeah, I told Well, I mean, yeah, well, I, I, I stand by that take. single I, song. That's a bad Wait, wait, wait. Okay, in fairness, in fairness, Pat, how old are you? 27. Okay. Old enough. He should know this, do, you, do you know a lot of boys to men, or are we just was that is that just a hole in the musical library of, of Pat? Kinda, yeah. Okay. Just more just a hole. We're gonna work on that. <laughs> um we're gonna work on that. Come because... on to the south side of Atlanta. We'll teach you silent night, let it snow. All I want for Christmas. For Christmas. So it, it raises a question. We let you know all that, Pat. Uh, See, he look at his face. He doesn't even know who that is. Have you ever heard of Mariah Carey, Pat? Oh, no, I knew that. I, they, were, they were just making fun of me because this song is older than me, so. Oh, wow. Absolutely older than me. Man, you. there are so many words that I can't say right now because I like my job, but you can imagine all of them, Pat, for reminding me how old I am. Uh, so it raises question, though, because I was coming into New York uh, yesterday uh, for the opportunity to sit here with you every single uh, day and hang out, right? So we're, we're doing the show, but I, as I pull up my phone, I realized that like my Spotify playlist right now is jammed. Like I have downloaded so many things, but they're all Christmas music. Like everything, I've been on Christmas music since November 1st. First, everybody knows that. I tell people constantly, like, what do you do at halftime? You have some drinks, you eat some food, you hang out with your buddies. What do you do on Thanksgiving? Have some drinks, eat some food, hang out with your buddies. Thanksgiving is the halftime of the Christmas season. So November 1st, I have the music just going. I mean, it's like, it's out there, right? And it, it has not stopped. Yesterday was the first day where I was like, is it time? Am I supposed to turn the Christmas music off, Harry Douglas? <laughs> like, when does, when does the Christmas music stop? Uh, for me, it will probably be, probably be after Christmas. At, so Immediately like, after Christmas. I mean, like after Christmas is a very vague time, Harry. That's like me saying oh, he's okay, a wide I'm receiver. Sorry. Like December twenty sixth, December twenty sixth. And I know we came in to let it snow, but we were trying to make a point that Pat Costello doesn't know who. Si- oh, mm-hmm. speaking of Christmas, while wow, this 26, is playing, huh, Harry? Huh? Mm-hmm. Do you want to listen that reaction from you? In my mind, <laughs> my mind. Here's the thing. I like the, 26, there's always huh? an awakening for me 
right after Christmas okay, where I realized I, December have, 31st, I haven't stopped listening to Christmas music for so long. I don't even know where to start. Like, I feel like I have to, like, reacclimate to normal. Like, I leave the Sinatra channel on just because it feels Christmassy, even though it's not Christmas When do songs. you take your tree down? Because my tree stays up to, like, mid-January. Okay, yeah. Well, this year we're, we're kind of busy, so it's going to be, like, the end of January. Like, oh, we got to get through the national. Oh, yeah, your trees. Because, again, you have a compound. It's not just, <laughs> like, it's not a house. It's not a mansion. It's a city. It's the city of Douglas. That's where. Do you want to show everybody what your daughter yes, got you so, for Christmas, by the way, we're Just really riveting know, sports content. Here my right daughter, her, she's six years old. Her name is Harrison, and she is a daddy's girl. That is my girl. We're literally the same human being. And she bought me this necklace for Christmas. Oh. And I don't care how much it costs. It's just the fact that, you know, she thought about her daddy and was like, I want you to always remember me, daddy, wherever you go. And I told her I always remember you everywhere I go, baby, because every card that she makes me, she makes me like cards three days out of the week. Every card that she makes me, I stuff in my luggage whenever I go on trips and stuff and uh, to work. I take every card with me. Now this necklace is going to go everywhere with me as well. So I want to say thank you to my baby girl, Harrison. Your, your relationship with your kids is inspiring, and it's beautiful, and it's one of the things I love about you. So why aren't you wearing it? That's a real question. I mean, like, you're carrying it around. You ain't wearing it? Like, I have a collar shirt on. Like, I'm going to wear it when oh, I have on a turtleneck. Okay. okay. So, oh, like, now that, that's the, like, the, the black turtleneck with the, like, the bling yeah, little cross the on. Yeah, with the bling that, showing. Is that, is that is you know, with the little ring, with the ring showing right bling, now? too, I mean, with the earrings that come from Claire's. Listen, yeah. don't y'all be wasting y'all money on these real earrings. Ryan Clark just walked in. RC, right or wrong, right? No, don't, no, no, no. Don't, so be, don't I was, be wasting your... Come over here, RC. RC, just come ahead. Come over here. Take a mic. Just take a mic. Any mic. Any mic at all. Okay. Uh, so, Ryan Clark uh, walking in the room. Get know, ready man. for Nothing first take. Going, going to Claire's, getting that three for three. Buy three, get three free. No, absolutely. Listen, guys. And also, too, if you have a good job, people are going to just assume they're real. So, you, you know, I was getting a tattoo with Max Crosby at the draft, right? And Max was wearing, like, rings and, and blings. Like, Max was wearing so much ice, right? And so I asked him. I was like, hey, man, like, my buddy Harry Douglas says, like, go to Claire's. And, just get, and, Max, and Max was like, nope, when you can afford the real, you buy the real. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, it's just got that. Man, I got a wife and kids. Well, Max has new <laughs> real money. money. <laughs> right, 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 right. That money's different. I mean, that, that, there is fair. Like, Max did just sign, like, a $100 million expense, yeah. extension. So you want to go out and the guy. That's like, different from what we played. Yeah. I didn't get that contract, so I didn't buy much jewelry then. And every now and then, I'll splice like a piece of new nice jewelry with the jewelry that is not real. Yeah, but, but at, like a watch as they're pointing though, out, a watch wait, 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 As they're pointing out uh, in my ears, uh, the, the the guys behind the, the scenes, I Can won't throw anybody under the bus. Like, look at look look at the look shoes at though. Feet. Like, you got you got the look at look at the feet. Like, look at we we got how much? Oh, know? our shoe game gonna always be on point. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm just you gotta protect your with feet though when you play such a long time. Your feet are very important. Yeah. You got to protect, protect your feet. feet. That is, as my feet dangling. That is, I don't, I don't even know what. Hey, like uh, that pivot shirt too. Uh, Thank yeah. you very much. Check Wonderful out the pivot job, podcast, by the way. Uh, uh, RC, I'm, I'm guessing wears bigger than nine and a half shoes. <laughs> Not, like sufficiently average, Harry Douglas over here with the nine and a half. So that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know. I'm, uh, See. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, like y'all NFL players got smaller feet than I expected. That's all I'm saying. Like I expected like uh, like big old, uh, big old, big old feet. So when you're taking your Christmas tree down when? Mid-January. Okay. And, yep. and do you actually do that or you just hire people to do nah, that? No, like, my Uncle T. I, your uncle, uncle? Uncle T, come on over. Put that, take that tree on down for your boy. You know I love you, Uncle. So you, you, your uncle comes over to take your... Man, I'm working hard, man. We have a new show that we, we got starting January 3rd. I don't have time to be taking no Christmas tree down. Your uncle. Is he actually your uncle or is this No, no, he's, he's like... my real uncle. He's my, okay. my dad's brother. Okay, so Uncle that, T. Uh, so Uncle T just comes down and takes down like the 17 trees that are in the... the, the... I only have three. Three. You only have three. But That's... we're going to add a new one next year. Uh, for, my, daughter, my daughter wants a bigger 
tree than we have now. I got to be honest. Like in the in the in the uh, in the foyer area. I, I, I was I was at a store yesterday and I was looking and they had like all their Christmas stuff was seventy five percent off and they had a tree that was twelve feet and I realized that if I tried to get this feet, tree, that's too small for my house. Okay, look, so we live in different houses, right? Like twelve <laughs> feet means I'd have to move some lights. I have fifteen a fifteen footer right and now. It was seventy five percent off and it was huge. Like it'd be one of those things. Like if I got it, I wouldn't be able to walk around the tree to get to the bathroom. And I kept looking at it and I was like seventy five percent off. I need this, but I didn't. See, get here's it. the thing: I got to get like decorations for outside now because my kids are into that so now is the time for me to go buy those things on sale versus buying them before christmas when they're high price yeah no no i'm always out there after after christmas like uh when, when we get back when i get back to connecticut end of the week by then that's gonna be 85 90 off that's what i'm like that's what i'm gonna make it listen rate. you're gonna be able to come to the compound you're about to come to atlanta we gotta work the semifinals. do i uh, need a golf cart? along with christine williamson who's about to do first take right now so we all get to work the college football playoffs semifinals, georgia versus ohio state so y'all all of y'all get to come to the compound man. when i when i come to the compound will you have a golf cart there for me or like because i'm not walking around no, i know one thing you're gonna take them damn shoes off in my house oh, so you better take I'm, the shoes off at the front door i'm, I'm respectful always right? like, you're not gonna walk around my house without socks on oh no i always wear socks always the same socks okay, every single day sure. same socks every single day uh uh real quick so we do some sports in this uh you in or out on the chargers making a playoff run making a playoff run yeah can no. they win? okay you're out on they're, that. they're not going to the super Bowl. all right are you in or out on the broncos being able to fix themselves next year i'm out Okay, so you're out on the Chargers. It's going to take two or three years. Uh, so, all right, uh, that, that, that's good. I just feel like now we've accomplished sports in this segment. <laughs> Nobody can yell at us for anything we did. Now, Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd, but fear not, we will be back right here tomorrow as we're going to keep holding down the fort for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. In the meantime, Greeny coming up next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you all. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.